G'day everyone, my name is Dave. I'm one of the consultants in the Reach Australia network and you've tuned in to a Reach Australia podcast where we are gonna be talking buildings. And I'm joined by Andrew Robson. Uh, great to have you here, mate. Good to be here. Uh, now, Andrew, you've been involved in all sorts of different buildings uh, all around New South Wales. Uh, you watch one happen at Springwood in the Lower Mountains. Uh, you played a coordinating role at uh, EV Church on the Central Coast for a couple of their buildings. And uh, again, a coordinating role at, uh, at Carlingford in the northwest suburbs uh, of Sydney. So it's great to have you and your expertise uh, with us. I really just want to start by going, why should we even care about buildings? Um, I mean, let's, let's just think theologically together just to sort of kick us off. I mean, we, we, we could meet under the tree and isn't that sufficient? You know, the, what are we what are the buildings for? Church is about just people gathered together, right? Yeah, no, absolutely we can meet under a tree. And, and in fact, churches have been meeting under trees for 2,000 years in different yeah. places and in different situations. and. You can. Yeah. You don't need a building to be a church. Yeah. And so you can meet under a tree. You can meet in a school hall. You can meet in somebody's garage. Uh, you know, the, the basic uh, pattern uh, in the early church was people would build a, a big, basically they'd build a rumpus room yeah. on their house. The, the wealthiest person in church would build a rumpus room. Yep. And that's where we'd meet for church. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the idea that you need um, a, a sandstone building with a spire or something, or yep. you, you don't need a building to be a church. I think yeah. it's really important that we, um, we express yep. that. However, um, let's think about meeting under a tree. Yeah. Um, first of all, what happens when it rains? So yep. it's hard. It's hard when it rains. Yep. And, um, you know, some places like L.A., you, you can probably you could probably run an outdoor church because it only rains like two days a year or something. Yep. But if you're if you're in Sydney, yes, uh, it rains more in Sydney than in London, despite yeah. the fact that we bash the palms about about rain. Yep. And, you know, all around Australia, there's different climates and things And many outside. is pretty tough, actually. Yeah. Um, it's you know, you think about Perth. Yeah. Or Adelaide. You think about Adelaide on one of those 48 oh, degree days mate, they have. Brutal. Yeah. You, you, half your congregation would die. <laughs> so, so many on a tree, while an ideal and a lovely ideal at some level, yep. we probably should all give it a try. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not really an enduring long term strategy. Yep. At some point, you need the rain shelter. Yes. You need something to keep the rain off so that you can meet every week. Yeah. Walls help with that as well. Yeah. Um, and is, it, there, is there a mission part to this? Like in well, terms yeah, that's what I'm going to say. If you, if, you, um, if you want to meet every week reliably, mm. you need walls and you need a roof yeah. so you have a presence. Yeah. Um, you, you then need to, you're occupying land in some way, so then you need to think about, well, how do I, how do I occupy land? I've yeah. got to rent it or I've got to buy it. Yep. or I've got to borrow it somehow. Yep. Um, and, and all of those strategies are doable and we've, we're doing those things, yeah. we're doing yeah. those things everywhere. Yeah. But that presence thing is really important for our mission. Yeah. It's important in two ways. One is that they know we exist. Yes. Um, and of course, when we were meeting in the rumpus room in the, the at, at times that was because the government was out to get us. Yeah. You know, you think about the, the early church and their yeah. persecutions. It, it, very much this is the pattern in China. They, yeah. they, they often have the secret room somewhere or yeah. the big room at the back and they meet in secret. Um, but for us in Western countries in Australia, 
having a presence that people can see is really helpful yeah. because they can say, oh, that's that church. You, yeah. in, you invite your friend to church, you go, you know, the church across the road from the butcher or the church with the, the colourful thing out the front or the whatever yeah. it is, you know, yeah. and, and people go, oh, yeah, yeah, I know where that is. Yeah. The other thing is, as we think about buildings, I think theologically, and, and think about meeting under the tree, yeah. um, the faithful will meet under a tree yeah. in the rain. Yeah. The faithful will come. Yeah. The person who isn't yet a Christian, yep. if we're wanting to engage them in hearing the gospel, yeah. they're not going to be happy to sit under a tree. If they come to your church and it's a disgusting experience, yeah. And to be honest, I've been in churches that are disgusting, as in it smells of mould yeah, or yeah. the roof's literally leaking or yeah. it's dark and dingy or th there's something that's utterly uninviting. There's a, there's a hurdle they've got to overcome that's not the hurdle of the gospel. Yeah. Now, of course, you can take that. We don't want to run no. churches in mega yachts with, yeah. you know, yeah. but... Um, yeah. There, there is there is kind of a reality that there's a there's a level of yep. comfort and and, and n niceness that has to be there for it to be inviting to be used yeah. as a ministry center in a culture like we have yeah. in Australia. Yeah. So theologically, we're thinking you know churches about people gathered together, and yes, we can gather in all sorts of different locations, you know, but a little bit of the imperative of mission. Uh, and wanting to reach as many people as we can, to gather as many as we can for the sake of God and his glory, you know, it does drive us towards, you know, uh, a, some sort of rain shelter um, in, in some way, shape or form. That's really helpful uh, to start, just, just to start to think what sort of drives us in this space. But again, isn't buildings the, um, you know, the, isn't it just for big churches? Like, you know, if you're a church of over 500, then you start to be thinking about building projects and how to manage. I mean, the average church in Australia is less than 100 people. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, you know, the smaller churches, what, what should they be thinking about in this space? Yeah, so, so I think um, the, 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 we, can talk, we can talk later in this, in this series or uh, how we work at that, uh, we, we can talk about bigger building projects and how they work. But I think all churches need to be thinking about their space. Yeah. And you can do a lot with a little. Yeah. Um, if, you were th if you were thinking critically, as in being critical of your space yep. and bringing a mission eye to it, mm. how does this look for the visitor? Yeah. Um, I would start with disgusting. <laughs> Remove the disgusting. So yep. we just talk about the church being a rain shelter. Yeah. Make sure it is. Yeah, okay. It is, make sure it is a rain shelter. Yep. That'd be the, my first tip because some of the disgusting comes from not attending yes. to that. Yep. Fix the roof, for yeah. goodness sake, fix yeah. the roof. Because the other thing is, um, if you don't fix the roof, you're damaging the structure too. Yeah, you're letting okay. rot in. Yep. You're, you're actually yep. really not being a good steward of whatever limited building you have. Somebody yeah. spent, a, uh, believe me, a lot of money, a lot of time building that thing. Yeah. And you look after it. At the very least, look after the building you've got. Yeah. Think about it critically. Look at if you've got a uh, if you've had a leaky roof, fix the roof. Then look down. You probably need to rip up that carpet and replace it. Yep. Now straight away you, you, you might have spent ten twenty thousand dollars there, yep. and that might in in your setting might require serious planning and might require you to get church together and think into how we're going to afford this, but we need to do it yeah. and connect. 
um, the doing of the thing with the, the, gospel. the gospel. Help them to see nice. that we need to replace the stinking carpet so that when a newcomer comes, they come back. Yeah. They don't just go away going, oh, I've got a headache now from the mold. Yeah. I'm not going back there. Have you got any um, examples outside of the, the roof and other bits and pieces you could point us yeah, to? Yeah, so um, I could pick on our own church here at North Light. Um, so so we're, we're, a, um, uh, we're a two site yep. parish. Yep. So we, we have West uh, Pimble, which is the building we're in, and we have West Linfield. Over at the West Linfield site, we had, um, that, that building was built in the late 50s, and it had, you know that, it's all over Australia, I think, I think everywhere in Australia has, the 1950s, for some reason, they put in yellow glass everywhere. Oh, yeah. You know the yellow, yes. and I think the idea was you put in the yellow glass, and then later on you put in the, the lead light, pretty glass. Mm. But there was about the 50s when the cost of doing that skyrocketed, and people, people just got stuck with yellow glass. Yep. So we've just run a process of removing the glass, putting um, clear glass in with a uh, UV tint on it. Yep. It is amazing, yeah. the difference. So we, we thought through our after church space yep. and we, um, we realized that where we were doing our after church space wasn't working so well. Now, this is a smaller building with a smaller congregation. Yep. We were very hidden. So we thought mm. actually better to do it out the front where everybody can see us. Yeah. But to do that, we had to re-landscape the front. So we've re-landscaped the front. Actually, today there's um, fencing going in. So we're, nice. we've put a nice fence in so that we can now use the front yard. Mums and dads with little kids yep. can be a bit relaxed about their kids. Their kids are just going to run straight out on the road because yeah. there's no barrier. Yeah. There's now a bit of a... That's a and it just, makes, it just warms it up. We occupy that space. We now have morning yeah. tea out the front and people can see us. Yeah. People wave us as we, we go by, we're there, yeah. they can see us. They can see that we don't have two heads. They can, yeah. th there's, it just That's opens awesome. up that. Yeah, so, you know, what you're saying is, you know, in terms of, you know, your smaller church sort of listening in, um, there's all sorts of little things you can do, e even, you know, potentially even down to decluttering your entrance. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, so that's what we, we've done a bit of an exercise on, on on that building, and one of the things we did was simply remove some old furniture and stuff that wasn't ever going to be used. Yeah. We moved it out. We went through the processes of doing that, um, and and it's just freshened the thing up. And 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 also the thing to say in New South Wales, um, there are grants you can apply for through local councils, and yeah. so a lot of that work. We, we got funded by um, a grant, okay. um, not all of it, but some of it. Yep. And um, we rebuilt a toilet block as well. We renovated a toilet block to make it not so yeah. horrific. And um, all of that just warms, warms the thing up. And I don't, know, I don't know about Queensland or, or West Australia, whether there are grants, but I suspect there would be that kind mm. of thing out there yep. to find out. So smaller church can often apply for those grants like, you know, a solar panel grant, which then makes putting air conditioning in your church economically feasible because yeah. although air conditioning will cost a lot, yep. it, the, the solar panels will largely offset the, offset you know, the cost. so there's, there's different things you can do there. Yeah, okay. And I guess lastly, as we, we start just to introduce this space is um, who, who around Australia should be thinking about buildings? Is like, is this just a suburban thing and, you know, major cities, uh, who, who needs to start engaging with this conversation? 
I, I think everybody. I think I think the principle is there that we, we just expressed. Um, there's more to be said there theologically, but but I think that principle of of, of using your building for mission mm-hmm. is an important thing. And so whatever you're going to do requires that you um, you think about your space. Yeah. It's not just thinking about missionally too. It's thinking about it um, for the congregation. Yeah. Um, does it work? Can they hear the sermon? Is it lit well enough so that they can see their Bibles when they are looking at their Bible? Or is the building so dark that you're driving them all to use their phones? Which I personally, I personally think just the Bible works better because you can see more of it at once. Yep. But um, they have to use their phone because it's the only way they can see it. Or, you know, uh, is, is, is the space conducive to continuing the the congregational meeting after the service finishes or is it the case that you have you effectively are telling them to rack off yeah. as soon as the service ends because there's nowhere to go yeah we so. got to go now because the next service is coming in and yeah. or now just when we stand around here and outside there's a road and whatever your setting is try and work out how yeah. you can make church work better in the built space yeah no it's really helpful so churches are all over the country absolutely we're, yeah. we're saying you know Urban, suburban, regional, yeah. different states. Everyone starts to need needs to start engaging with this conversation. We, we had um, Kurt Langmead, who's at um, Lightning Ridge, yeah. um, come in and, and talk to us at church, and he showed he showed how um, one week at church recently uh, a mine shaft opened up in the church car park. It was Lightning Ridge's opal mining. <laughs> A mine shaft opened up right over the the aged and disability parking. <laughs> Some poor old lady turned up, uh, park, open the door, and step in a mine shaft. So you know you've got a. Wow. They're 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 a very extreme kind of yeah, outback. Yeah. It's very small church, but they've got to deal with. Yeah. You don't want people dying when they come to church. You you yeah. want you want people feeling welcome. Yeah. And and so you know they're working on thinking about car parking and and how they how they fit it all together and anywhere you are but it'll be different so you know lightning ridge is hot sydney wet um you know darwin hot and wet wherever you are you're going to have a particular set of things that that are probably it's going to tilt in a direction Uh, i think if you're if you're in a lot of regional australia i think you should be seriously thinking about air conditioning if you don't have it Um, i know that's mildly controversial in some circles but I think in modern Australia, mostly people live in air conditioning. Yeah. So they turn up to church and they've got this, again, this heinously hot, sweaty experience. They just, they just won't come back. Yeah. Or, and your own people at that point, in, uh, in, engaging with you, speaking. Dying you know, by the end of your sermon because um, they can't know, breathe anymore. Yeah, their, their maturity to engage, you know, and have an undistracted yeah. sort of experience where they're focused on who Jesus is and encouraging one another becomes... I'm so hot, you know, I can't concentrate anymore. So, yeah, they they impact uh, on on that level as well. As we continue to think about, you know, uh, why to think about buildings, uh, I guess for a lot of churches, they basically fall into a few different categories. They've either purchased, they're borrowing, uh, or they're, you know, going to process of buying. What impact does that start to have on, as I guess we think generally about buildings? Yeah, so um, obviously if you own the building you're in, it gives you more control over your ministry. It gives you, it gives you more security yeah. of building your ministry, yeah. um, which helps in many ways. Um, obviously it helps with, um, you can leave the building set up. You don't have to yeah. 
Yeah. But, or if you do pack it down, it's on your terms, not on someone else's. Yeah. Um, if you're borrowing a building, you're very much in the hands of the person you're borrowing from. If you're renting a building, you're still in the hands of the person you're renting it from. Yeah. Often churches are renting buildings that are uh, institutionally owned. So yeah. we're renting school buildings, community centres. Yeah. These are often controlled by um, uh, very much government mm. um, organisations. And I know, you know, in, in different states in Australia, the government is, is variously um, positive or negative on churches and, and I know I know Victoria for example that, that there's a bit of a bit of yeah. negativity coming from governmental structures there yeah. which means I'd be even more concerned if I was in rented a, if I was renting a public school in Victoria yeah. on a Sunday that, that there's potential for that to go wrong for us yeah. and so I think there's an impetus to move up the security chain yeah. to move from borrowing to renting to move from renting to owning um, and I know that's difficult, but I think it's important because I think long term, mm. you can't really plan long term if you're um, in, in rental accommodation because that could change. And since World War I in Australia, and I think this is true in all states, we stopped building community buildings. Yes. So you'll look at a lot of, a lot of parts of Australia in town, you'll have the, the CWA Hall or the Progress Association Hall or the... Yep. We're, we stopped building those between World War I and World War II, and after World War II, we did not build those at all. Yeah. And so there's a, there's a retreating number of community buildings that we can use, yeah. and the danger will be if they put um, content bars on. Yeah. You know, you need to send this, sign this document supporting yeah. this um, woke theory of the day, yeah. and unless you sign that, you can't rent, yeah. and so we go, oh, we can't do it. Yeah. And so there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a problem there. So I, I think there's an impetus to move towards owning if you can, although sometimes it's, it's, it's just difficult. And, and that's why I think as we think about these things, whatever scale you're at, partnering with other organisations, mm. reaching out, not being your own little lone ranger, yeah. um, we're in difficult environment here. It's yeah. not like a hundred years ago you could get six guys together in a wagon and some lumber and you could build a church in a weekend. You can't yeah, do that anymore. Yeah. So what, what, what impact does this have on church plants? I think church plants need to be thinking about building from day one. They need to be thinking about their building from day one. Of, of course they do. Where are they going to meet? Yeah. Um, we're going to find something, we're going to rent something, we're yep. going to, can we control the space at all? Or have we got no ability to modify it? Um, but, but thinking from day one about moving towards owning um, something. So one of the things that EV Church did um, before I was there, they bought a house. Um, they bought it quite, uh, quite cheaply, they, they did well, and it went up quite a bit in value. They sold that and then used that as the, the seed funds to buy the land. I remember that the, the land deal, the first bit of land they bought from selling that house, that deal went through, Andrew got the phone call when he was interviewing me for the job there. <laughs> Yeah. In my lounge room in Springwood. Yep. And um, th I remember that. I mean, that was a very important moment for that church because yeah. they got the land they needed. Yep. But, you know, it was a long time ago now. It was an regional area. It was a large church. Mm. I, I think, I think th there, are, there are headwinds now that mean we need to work together yeah. on these things more no. than we have been. Yeah, that's really helpful. 
This has been great. Just as an introduction to get to know a little bit more, I guess, you know, why we should we start thinking about buildings. Uh, we'd love for you to keep listening along uh, as we've got a couple more episodes to go and we're gonna do a bit more of a deep dive uh, into, I guess, the process uh, of what building a building sort of looks like. But thanks for joining us for this episode. Uh, we'd love to see you at the Reach Australia National Conference. Uh, you can come along to that. You'll be able to check out one of the buildings that you've been involved with. Uh, but you'll get to also get some great content and we'd love to think about how we at Reach Australia can help your church start to thrive and grow in this space of buildings.